Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into Old School. Happy Friday, everybody. You made it. What you made it through the week. Give yourself a round of applause. Give yourself a pat on the back. Another weekend up ahead for everybody. A weekend filled with sports all over the place. Your television, your five television should be on. You'll be watching all kinds of things. It'll be a great time. Welcome into Old School, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. DP's here, Jay's here, I'm here. Hit us up, 402-464-5685. Join the conversation. Hit us with a what's up, DP, what's up, Jay, what's up, Rico. We'll answer questions, talk about comments, concerns, whatever you have. We're here. Friday Night Lights is on the horizon. Is that this weekend? It's the next two weekends. Yeah. You know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. There Uh, it is. You know, you're, you're getting closer. Days closer to everything, and and have you decided whether you're going to Dublin or not? Like, what are you doing? I have not. What is uh? I can't hear myself, but um, yeah, because you know, I need to know if I can if if I can if I can count on you or not. You know. Yeah, I got it. I'll decide this weekend. That's a long trip, though, boy. That's that that really is the thing. Like, so the state fair is that weekend. And and it's in Grand Island, so we're going to be split between studio and Grand Island. Um, and so that you know that's a bunch of different right. pieces. So we know Sipple's going. We know that Jake's Jake going. Is going. I believe that Strick is going. <laughs> <laughs> like Strick was invited. <laughs> what's, Strick, what's Strick going to do over there? Be Strick. You know, shake hands, take pictures, sign autographs, you know. That's funny. Just hang out in Ireland, huh? You right. know, they, they went after it. I, and I'm surprised that Rashawn isn't on the list, right, that um, that he hadn't already committed to it. So I don't know uh, who's going to be here. Strict does Ireland. Yeah, and remember, we're, we're – Think we'll, we'll be a whole video series. Right we'll, now, right? We'll be split because we've got to have personnel out at, at, at State Fair. Um, we're going to be with the Beatrice Bakery folks in their, in their booth. Uh, Friday, Saturday, pregame, and then Sunday. And I'm not sure whether we're doing um, postgame up there. But, of course, we have our own postgame shows. So, you need to know, you know, I don't know. I I don't think we can count on Jay calling from Dublin. No. (laughs) (laughs) That'll still be early. Yeah, what time would be the – I don't even know what time it is. No, it won't be. Were they six hours? No, it's like a night game there. Yeah, it's like a five o'clock game there, right? Yeah, it'll it'll end at like. So I think night. beverages will be in play and probably not counting high quality any, Guinness. Any of yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a Guinness drinker though. High quality Irish like Irish whiskey, thick like milkshake beer. Is it good? It's good. I like it. You like Guinness? Yeah, I can't drink a lot of it. Yeah, because like you said, it's thick, but I, I like it. Yeah, uh, no, 
not. Yeah, that, that's a no for me. Give me like right. a single pint. That, that is a gonna, no. Gonna, you gotta have, have to like be careful how you shot. say things if you go over there. That, <laughs> it's not a bar, it's a pub. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to fight on foreign tour. Yeah. <laughs> foreign tur- tur- just, just ask them what, what you got to say. Yeah. So we'll figure out how that plays out. But as as we progress into it, last night got the opportunity to sit with uh, three of the young, young Huskers and. First of all, how come nobody told me Javen Wright is, like, ginormous? I did not know he was that big. I was not prepared yeah. for that. When that I saw is, the first that is time, a like big – de- Yeah, 6'4". I feel like he's taller than 6'4". I didn't know 6'4". Like, 6'7". I mean, yeah, he's a big – he's a big – it's a big old safety. Right? Like, yeah. so that he was talking – about safety. Yeah, well, because – Or linebacker He or was talking about Something. leverage, right? Well, he's, he, he's the JoJo blend, right? Right. And – He's like, yeah, I'm just having to learn to, to manipulate all of this height into that space. Right. And he's struggling. I'm like, so I asked him off air, like, have you talked to Jay? <laughs> right. Like, pick his brain. Yeah. And the look on their faces was like, oh, you mean we could do that? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, if, he, if he could, I mean, he's had some can, health stuff. If he could ever... I mean, it, this and it's nothing that he can control. If he gets healthy, I mean, he's a, he's definitely going to be an impact player because it's not even about. I mean, he wants to be good. It's just being held back with some unfortunate health stuff. So he was very transparent with yeah, him if he when could, he was on with Rashad on Wednesday. Right. If so. he could get if if that could just line up for him, man. That that young man can he can ball. He's explosive. He's fast. Um, he's huge. coachable. Um, he's huge. It's just that he's got to kind of, you know, just got to get, you know. The, you know, the man upstairs has just got to bless him with some good health. And um, if he's if he's healthy, you're going to hear about him. It's kind of funny seeing the two safe like Noah Polagates and Jay Side Ryan. by side. You're, you're like, like, these are both safeties. Because when Noah walked in, I'm just like, oh, boy. Like, oh, I get it. Like, I got – it's funny. I got the, the Mike Menner vibe. Yeah, little dude. Right? I got yeah. the Mike Menner Mike, vibe. Mike was – one ninety five, about. Yeah, what yoke, do you think? Yoke, no, yoked up. What do you think? No, one eighty, maybe. I don't know. I yeah. mean, I'm sure I'm guessing, but he's. Not, I mean, Mike Minner was yoked up, solid, solid. One. Yeah, 190, Mike. Yeah, Mike yeah, had Mike. everything running right. to the back of his neck, and <laughs> all the muscles were just connected. Yeah, yeah there. they were just. They were just. They yeah. were just there. And Mike had. Little man syndrome to the thousands, thousands degree. Yeah, yeah. That you whole... couldn't tell. You couldn't tell him he won six four. Like, bro, <laughs> you five nine. Okay, they might have you listed at five eleven, but you five nine and a half. Built different. He when he got to when he got to to Charlotte, uh, he was on my second show, like so week two. Men are came right. in, and when he walked in the room, I was just like, oh boy. Uh, they your nickname should be Rock. Yeah, he yeah he definitely <laughs> yeah. Like your nickname should be Rock, and we sat there and chopped it up for probably thirty minutes before we actually brought you know, did the taping. And through all of his stuff, he was talk he 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 talked like he was a forty year old man. Yeah, Menor talked about football like he had already been in the league for twenty years. Yeah, extremely smart, physical, yeah. tough, competitive as all get out. Um, doing great things down there at the University of uh, Campbell, I think. Yeah, um, Campbell and, Camels. And, and, yeah, and he's he's built that program up from scratch and made a name for himself and sent some a few guys to the 
to the league and um and they're you know forced to be reckoned with it you know at their level so mike minner was just one of those dudes polar gates has he has fire I, I just think he's waiting for whatever this bridge is from from potential to yeah, production. and that's a, and that's a I mean that's for any player. It's hard. <clears throat> it's a hard bridge to cross. It's like it literally is being on one side of the bridge and seeing like the promised land on the other, and to get to the to get to that other side. It's like a one-man battle. You're fighting yourself. You're fighting obstacles. You're fighting maybe a little bit of politics. You're fighting opportunity. Um, then you're fighting maybe a physical ailment. And then it's kind of like you got to go through all these battles, and you got to be willing to go through it with you know by yourself. And then also kind of reinvent yourself mentally and like spiritually to get to the other side. But once you do, you you look back on that from the other side, like dang, it's worth it. And then you take a learning lesson from each one of those like individual battles. So it's just a it's just a kind of like a holding pattern that athletes, kids, kind of either you know kind of work themselves through it um, and know that you know maybe they're a little bit too passive in the meeting room or in the weight room and just be okay with throwing themselves out there. Trust and faith, and, and, and yeah, and, and trust and faith in yourself. And there's nothing wrong with. You know, sometimes I think athletes and and uh, try to show up to a practice or a game and think they have to do extraordinary things to fit in. That part. That's not the <laughs> case. You go out there and play football, and you could go out there and play as hard as you can, and you might not have 12 tackles. But you did your job, and you might have six. And then you do it the next time, and you might hit 12. Then you might hit 14. At the end of the day, you got to be consistent – and that's and but that's a consistently throwing yourself out there, consistently doing the things you need to do, because you know his athletic ability and willing to hit, willingness to hit, you know, Apollo Gates is not there, so now he's just gonna, or is there, so that's not like something that you worry about. So what you need to do is just kind of like have a long talk with yourself, with your coach or coaches. What do I need to do to get better, um, and then strategically attack those things that they're looking for out of you. And then, you know, those conversations aren't fun, but those are the conversations and the battles that I talked about to get to the other side to do it. Yeah, because it seems for him, like his uncle comes up. It's inevitable that it's going to come up, that you're going to be measured by that, which is that's unfair. A, that, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a measuring stick that he can't he, – he'll he, never yeah. get to and he shouldn't have to. It's just that should be just a cherry on, and I dealt with this myself. But I was fortunate enough to, you know, play defense, so I didn't have to, you know. I mean, he plays the same position as his uncle. I mean, granted, at the, it's not, you know, it's his uncle, it's not his dad. There is lineage there, um, and it's and it shouldn't be the measuring stick that he should have as a sophomore compared to a first ballot Hall of Famer and probably one of the best four or five safeties ever to put pads on. Yep. That, that's just it's yeah. idiotic for people to think. We expect him because he's related down the line to Troy that we are going to expect Troy things out of him. And so, you know, for him, I would say, you know, call your uncle up, ask him his advice, and get his assessment. Don't compare. Use it as a tool. And the thing – because he's – because I, I don't know, know Troy well. 
or pretty at all. I met him like one time, just in passing, to say, "Dude, <laughs> enjoy watching you play." And he's like, "Thanks," and kept it moving. But I'm sure he's going to be talking to him more about the process. Um, what can you improve on? This the mental side of it, and that will kind of get you to the other side. Versus, oh man, you know, you you know, cover three. That comes later. You know, getting there to the point that where we can talk about the intricacies of the game is the phone calls that you have after you've kind of got through the, the you know the muddy and, and dirty waters to you know um, you know to be a s- successful and, and um, consistent player. The opportunity is there, you know. Um, like I, he's in the mix. This is the it, it, yeah. Like this is he's this right is straight there. up competition. How you know. They would never, I'm, and I can't speak for them, but I'm just assuming they would just they they would be ecstatic if if they if you start hearing coming out of fall camp the the change or the big jump in play knowledge, and that's even that's not just in defense; it's special teams and all that other stuff. I mean, it's a he has some he what he has is that he has you know. He's not the biggest guy, but what he has is has uh, short area explosiveness. Um, when he sees something, there is no wasted steps and there is no hesitation. So when you think of special teams, defense, and the ability to make plays coming out of the you know center field or half field, he has that. Um, I think he's a tough kid. Um, I think he's a good kid. Um, I just think that you know you just got to start believing yourself. And like I said, it's hard. Because the two guys that just left here seem like they played for like six years, mm-hmm. so it's not only the game reps. And those guys were gen- Williams was hurt one year, but generally um, those guys were there every day in every game. So it's not just what they played in the game; it's all the practice reps, it's all the spring reps, it's, it's all, all the it's all, all, film study, film study, off season call and response. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's great to be behind them and sitting there, but you know, like. These guys are going to be here for the next three years, and rightfully so. So it's hard. You're sitting in a constant holding pattern, and it's hard to kind of, you know, get true improvement because you're only on the field one or two plays and um, at times. And so now it's like you got a ton of opportunities. So this is something that where um, you essentially got to totally flip your mindset, totally flip what you do on a daily basis because this is what I was talking about when I asked, you know, if when I talked to high school teams, players, coaches, college teams, what are you willing to sacrifice? Because for a lot of these young guys that are in the mix, the biggest thing that they're going to have to sacrifice is free time. Mm -hmm. Because your free time no longer can be, I go work out, I guess eat lunch there. If they have a meeting, go to like, I guess a 30-minute meeting, whatever they do, and then just go home, and then I'll see you tomorrow. See, now your your time has to be managed to the point we got to do that. Then we might need to come in and get an extra workout in or we're getting individual and group film study. And then if we're doing that, then I'm trying to get stuff taken home. I'm sure they have stuff that, on their tablets that they can go back and look at. And I'm also trying to look for ways to, you know, get bigger, faster, stronger. And now I'm not saying for, say, say Noah's, just say he's 185, right? Okay. Or just say 180, you know, not ways to come back at 195. Okay, maybe I want to get to 185. And then my playing weight during the season is no lower than 181 or 182. Those are the things that you need to do because – but what that does is it's it's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to do it. But what you're giving up, most importantly, is your time 
in what you've always done. That's a sacrifice that you have to do, that you have to give up. You know, and that's not only him; it's everybody on defense, like or on all, any position. There's not one player on this roster that should be sleeping at night and thinking, "I've arrived. I've, I have. I'm just all I need to do is just." get in shape. I, I I don't really have much to work on as a player. No, no matter what they think or how you kind of started the season or what your stats was or what you – or, you know, how many times they put you on, like, the team Twitter account and social media, there's not one player, new incoming, present, or future players or the guys that are, you know, had good years last year that don't have room for improvement. Um and I don't think any player is like that, but what I'm saying is that's that's a good thing. So, yeah, you had some guys that had, you know, just say for inside linebackers, that both of them had productive years, right? They still have improvement. To, and they'll tell you there's stuff that we need to get better at, and they're trying to get better at. Garrett Nelson, coming out of the spring, took this spring as an opportunity to get better at things as far as r- rushing the pass. They're playing different positions, X, Y, and Z. So then there's really no, different between, no difference between, say, in theory – a Noah Pola Gates, Javen Wright's different because it's health related, or other, you know, like a farmer. And all. there really isn't a difference. It's just a difference that they've played. They've played more, but the things that Noah Pola Gates and say Farmer have to improve on is going to add to what these other guys have to improve on. You get what I'm saying? They, and, and they're it, aware, based on the conversation they had last night. And again, they're going to do every Thursday night from six to seven um, throughout the summer. And to hear them talk about what they want to do, like the things that, that, that they talk about amongst themselves. And interestingly enough, I asked them about leadership, and the defenders both said they, they came up with, with the list of names of guys who were filling the spots. And then Chancellor Burrington brought up some questions about the offensive leadership. I want to talk about that later because these are insightful young men. Like they're aware of their environment. For and the most they, part, and, and and they care. Yeah, they do, and then they just. Uh, I mean, look, I I I think they're everything. Like I said, I I haven't been down there, so I don't really know. But I know that, um, um, I believe that it's headed in the right direction. Um, and it, it's a tremendous opportunity. Like if you're a truly competitive person. I mean, this is what I'd want, man. I want to be like if it's four or three. That's of us, the phrase they use was com- right. competitive, right? and show me yeah that it was competitive Don't, but we'll, internet we'll, ain't gonna save you yeah we'll, we'll go through we'll talk a little bit about that can we get number uh, three in, rico in the, in the nine o'clock hour you want number three hold on did we do two yes and we did four we did six eight who do we appreciate mm-hmm. let's go three okay number three's next that's it you're listening to old school with dp and j Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts.